Welcome to Up in Arms, the podcast, the only podcast where we talk everything about George Revolution. I'm Kyle Wheeler, and Ryan will not be joining me today because he is busy, so it will just be me. So today's episode will be, won't be as long as last episode, but we look forward to Ryan's return next week. Um, so let's get started talking about uh, last Saturday's game against Chattanooga. Overall... It was a pretty good game. I got I got to give it to the players. They played really well, and the final the final thirty minutes we were I we were the better better team, and I think if we could have found found that groove a little bit earlier in the game, we could have we could have won. But the players played phenomenally. I I can't can't ask for anything better from the players because they they played as well as they could against a professional Chattanooga FC. So. Congratulations to all the players, and uh, let's go over the uh, highlights from the match. So in the ninth minute to kick off the game, uh, Chattanooga scored Ian McGrath in the ninth minute. Um, I think that was the wake-up call for the Revs, because then just four minutes later in the 13th minute, Todd Fiddler kicked in a screamer, and... uh, You've seen the goal. If you're watching this podcast, you've you've had to have seen the goal. It was goal goal of the tournament contender, if I've ever seen one. And that that was that was the buzz of the match for the Revs, I think. Todd just fired that rocket away. Chattanooga goalkeeper had no chance. And then another Chattanooga goal in the 41st minute, right before halftime, by Brian Bement. And then after halftime in the 62nd minute, another Brian Bement goal from Chattanooga. So, um, overall the scoreline won't tell you any different, but I think the Revs played really great. Uh, If any players are listening, you all did amazing um, and let's take that energy to the game against, uh, Soda City this week. Uh, now, Soda City is coming off of a 2 nothing win, or 2-1 win, I'm sorry, over the Savannah Clovers. They looked quite well against them, so the game should be great, and it'll be interesting how the Reds will come back and, uh, take what they learned from last match and take the energy from last match into this match against Soda City. And Soda City is a familiar opponent. Just a, just a few months ago, we actually played them in the U.S. Open Cup qualifiers. We did lose that game, but that was also our full ADASL reserve squad. So this, this squad should be different. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how the team lines up, too. Because uh, it'll be if they're changing the lineup any or if they're going to keep it or... What are they, whatever they're going to do, it's going to be a great game, and uh, it, it's, Chattanooga will go on to play Savannah tomorrow as well, um, of course Chattanooga is coming off of the win against us, and Savannah is coming on a loss, so um, that game will be interesting to see too, um, two, two, two pretty good teams, and two pretty good matches, so... Uh, a little bit more about the match yesterday. Noel Elder. Um, I think he he was he's, he was he's got to be star of the match. If 
if we can just make a star of the match, he he is it. Because he, at only 16, he was the youngest in the lineup, and he held his own against professional players for 82 minutes and almost almost ended the Chattanooga goalkeeper's career with that volley of a kick. And it almost went in. Chattanooga goalkeeper had to defy physics to block that thing. So, good job to you, Noel Elder, if you're listening. You did freaking phenomenal. Um, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Um, also, two pairs of brothers were in the lineup. Brothers William and John Eske, who we talked about last week, were on the bench, but both got subbed in at towards the end of the match, and both played fairly well. Um, and then Todd and Gus Fiddler were in the starting lineup, and they were pretty good. Um, Todd scored the only Revs goal, which was assisted by none other than his brother, Gus. So, uh, the, the, the brothers of goals, um, it'll be interesting to see what we do with them tomorrow as well, if we keep them in the starting lineup. Um, I think we will, because they, they played really well. Um, they, they really did. A phenomenal job if you guys are listening. Same with you, William and John Eske. You guys did awesome. Um, couldn't have asked for anything more against a tough team like Chattanooga. And also notable for the starting lineup were uh, George, George Rodriguez and Kyle Clinton, Ryan King, and captain and manager Scott Redding. And congratulations to everyone else who played in Saturday's game. You all did phenomenal. And us fans could not have asked for anything better. And um, so a little bit more of a look forward to uh, not just tomorrow's game, but the rest of the tournament. I think we can take what we learned from Chattanooga, the Chattanooga game into the rest of the tournament. And um, like players like Scott Redding and uh, Ryan King and the Fiddler brothers, they were fantastic and... I think I think we'll definitely see them in the starting lineup again tomorrow and probably the game against Savannah on the last uh, game of the group of the regular tournament. And uh, Soda City is not an easy opponent. We've played them before and we've learned that before. They were the Southeastern Conference champions of the UPSL last year which I think the UPSL is the league below the NPSL. But I think so. Either either they're below or it's equal to, but I'm not sure. They, they are a great team. They've got a great group of players over there, and it's going to be awesome to see them again because we just played them in the Open Cup. So they're a tough team, and I think it's going to be very very entertaining game to watch just like the Chattanooga game and whenever uh, whenever two good teams face each other, 9 times out of 10 it's a good game so um, as for score prediction it's going to be hard to give a score prediction since these teams don't line up against each other very often, it's only happened once but if I, have, if I had to go off of what we played against Chattanooga and how Soda City played against Savannah, um, I, I gotta go with a, I'm gonna go with a two-one Georgia win. Um, 
I know it's a bold statement, but I think Georgia, if we if we do what we did in the final 30 minutes of the Chattanooga game, we press and press and press, we will get in the back of the net. And as long as our defense is pretty good as well, I know our defense could use a little bit of work, but that's what you would expect after nine or ten nine months out of activity. Um, I know it's not been that long, but it's been pretty long. Um, so it'll be, uh, we'll see how the, uh, defense does this game, and, uh, if, if we are, if we play like we did the last 30 minutes against Chattanooga, if we can find that groove again, we can take this win, and I only give, uh, Soda City a goal, because the way they played, they, 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 they played very attacking as well, they wanted goals, and they got two of them. And they kept Savannah to only one, and so it it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they do. And but a two two to one Georgia Georgia win, I think that's a pretty good score prediction. And we'll see if I'm right or if I'm wrong. And yeah, tomorrow's game should be pretty awesome. Now, in other soccer news, we have um. The the NPSL, the league that the Georgia Revolution play in full-time, they have announced the uh, Members' Cup. Now, the Revs aren't in the Cup since they're in the Nissan Independent Cup. However, they are... Um, however, the... the um, The Members' Cup, I'm sorry. I lost train of thought there. But the Members' Cup is going to be interesting because it's, it's only four teams, I think. So, not, not a big prize pool, but and no, no teams that we're familiar against. So, um, that'll be interesting to see how, we, how they play and see if that can lead to a NP, possible NPSL season. Um, if we can do like a fall league or if we can, or if we just look straight forward to next week's game, uh, no matter, no matter which, I think, um, I think we all look forward to Rev's action in the Nisa Independent Cup and possibly ADASL, the ADASL announced their, uh, dates for the, uh, meetings for the this upcoming season, um, so hopefully we get some news out of that, um, it would be great if we could get some, uh, good news out of that, if we can get some fans in there, uh, cause the ADASL doesn't really get that much fan attendance, but, um, I know some of us will definitely go either way, because we... We just want to watch some football. Um, so if ADASL plays or not will be awesome to see because uh, we, we now this upcoming season we're going to have two teams in the... Uh, Georgia Revolution is going to have two teams in the upper division of the uh, ADASL. And the way ADASL is doing it this year is they're... Um, 
putting four teams up from Division Two, um, and then they're taking only two teams from Division One down. So this will be a, a twelve-team uh, ADASL season since last season we weren't able to finish, and it will feature both both the uh, Revs reserves and the Revs U23s. And the uh, the U23s did phenomenal last season. They they really showed that they were deserving of the promotion spot, and they got it. So, uh, they'll, it'll be interesting to see how they fight it out and games against the, games with the reserves and the U23s playing against each other. Those will be fun to watch. It's always fun to see civil wars like that. And that's about it for the, uh, ADASL, um, and that's pretty much about it for all the news that I know for the Revs. Um, looking forward to tomorrow's game. Um, looking forward to seeing some more uh, Noel Elder and um, SK and Fiddler Brothers and some more Scott Redding and all of that. Um, and yeah, so that will we'll wrap it up for... Uh, Wrap it up for today's podcast, and uh, uh, we will be back next week with info on this week's game and info on next week's game, and we will see you all then. How's it going, Revs Nation? Uh, My name is Kyle Wheeler. I'm the host of Up in Arms, the podcast. And this is a brand new season as your Georgia Revolution gets ready for the ADASL season coming up. And this ADASL season is going to be a little different than usual. Um, We are going to have a tournament. And it will be... uh, It's going to be three groups and... It's a lot different from what the ADASL usually does, which is just two... um, Two leagues, promotion, relegation, just simple things like that. This will be a uh, big tournament, and it's going to be really entertaining to see. And your Georgia Revolution are going to be fielding four different teams. You heard me right, four different teams. Usually they only field about three. Uh, This year it's going to be four, and that should be for more revs action, and... We're definitely looking forward to it. It is going to be very entertaining. Usually they only field the Revs Reserves, which is a reserve team to the AD or the MPSLC team, I'm sorry. And um in Division Two they field uh their U twenty three team and U twenty one teams. And this since last year the U twenty threes won Division Two and earned promotion to Division One. Um, they went ahead and added a new team to keep the U23s in the, um, in Division 2 and move up the, um, better, move up some better players into, uh, Division 1. And, um, for for that, that's going to be really awesome to see, and I know everyone's looking forward to it. 
Um, yeah, and in Group 1, we have uh, the Revs Reserves, the 2019 champions. And, um, yeah, they won the championship 2019. Uh, 2020, late 2019-2020 season was a little bit of a setback for them. And I think they realized that because they were kind of close to relegation. And if the reserves got relegated and the uh, U23s took their place, that would have just caused chaos in the entire in the entire thing. So, um, but the reserves held their own, and I think this year they're going to be a lot more composed and a lot easier to work with. Um, but yeah, group one, we have the Revs Reserves, and we also have the Revs ADASL, and that is the promoted U23 team. So we, so, uh, we will have two teams, two Revs teams in group one. So we will get, uh, Georgia versus Georgia team, or match. And we always like to see those, because it's, it's, it's pretty personal, really. It's just personal rivalries, and you're friends with them, but for a game, you're not, and... Uh, I think I think it's good for the players to do that every once in a while. They do it in practice, of course, but when it actually means something, I think that's when it counts the most. Uh, group two, um, it's the Revs U twenty three team, and and Group three, the U twenty one teams in there. Um, so let's go ahead and go over some of the other teams here. Um, I know Group One. Group One's going to be pretty tough, and I think they. I think the, everyone knows that, uh, because they are. Group One has, of course, the reserves and the new ADASL team, and um, hang on, I'm trying to pull up the list here. So it has both the uh, Revs teams, and then it also has Term Terminus FC. Um, the Summer League, uh, 2019 Summer League Champions, uh, Reveille FC, um, Majestic SC, and they're, they're arguably one of the best, um, they tend to have a grip on everything going over there, uh, Club ATLetic, and then AFU South Elite, uh, South Elite, I'm sorry, and that, that, it, that completes Division 1, and, um, I think... I think that that group is probably going to be the toughest because you got some of the toughest teams in there, and uh, with two revs teams in there, it's going to be good. And in group two, we have, um, of course, you have the Georgia Revs U twenty threes. You have uh, Peachtree Moba Upper ninety, um, and they're always fun to play with. Uh, Majestic uh, Majestic Red. I'm sorry, um, V. Vino Tinto Academy, uh, Atletic Old Boys, uh, Rovers FC, and AFC Clayton. So we'll get uh, we'll get some county line uh, rivalry action there. Um, and then Group Three uh, has, of course, the Georgia Revs U Twenty Ones. We've got Buckhead SC, the Moba Knights, Terminus KLS, Moba Fury, and La Vino Tinto ATL. So. We got some good teams in there as well, and I, every every team in the ADASL is really good, and they they do whatever they want, and I think this cup is going to be fantastic for every team because it's going to bring in a lot of attention. So 
I think um, I think the Rebs are going to do very well. If I think they're going, I think uh, the reserves have the power to win it, but uh, so do the uh, eight. So does the ADASL squad. They are um, they were on fire last year, and I'm sure they could continue that this year. And it, I think uh, the two best revs teams, the reserves and the ADASL, it's that's going to be a match to see, and that one's going to be that one's going to have huge implications for the um for the whole thing um so yeah that is the uh 2020 suma fall cup for your uh george revolution and i think that's going to be so entertaining to watch and i think we're all looking forward to it it begins october 11th that is a sunday i believe um and it's gonna be good. Um, I do not, I do not believe they're going to be allowing fa- fans into the stands, um, which is kind of disappointing, but it's understandable. Um, but I think there might be streaming some of the matches. I know some stadiums don't have the capacity to stream matches, and that of course kind of sucks. But hey, what else are you gonna do? Um, so, other than that, it's that that's gonna be great for the revs. And then the uh, main NPSL team isn't gonna be uh, compete. Doesn't look to be competing this fall. So I imagine most of those players are gonna be competing in the ADASL to get some playing time. Uh, so we'll probably see appearances from your favorites like uh, Aaron Witten and Scott Redding. All of them. All of them. And. Um, Speaking of NPSL and and small league soccer like that, the uh, NISA they are making some huge moves. Um, with the introduction of their whole league system, that is just huge for them, and I think they know that. I think we know that too. It's it's gonna be a lot of fun to see that. Um, I'm trying to pull that up here, I'm sorry. Uh, it's going to give a lot of teams a lot of opportunities that they normally wouldn't have. And I think that that is the best, because small, small world teams don't get many opportunities to show what they're about. And I think if we can show the world that we're something, um... Or something to be dealt with, then hey, it's gonna be awesome. And um, yeah, it's the Nisa Nation. It's the full year amateur league for independent clubs. Um, and of course, they could earn promotion into Nisa and become pro clubs. And I think that the Revs, um, the Revs should take advantage of it. Uh, they, I, I think that they should. Absolutely, join the Nisa, join Nisa, and um, the possibility of becoming a pro club that's going to be huge. And um, of course, we're going to be getting we we have the stadium in McDonough, and we have the capacity to hold home fans and away fans alike. We have all this capacity, and we we have a lot of momentum. We have an academy now, which we didn't before, 
And I think that's going to be huge because uh, it's going to bring a lot more talent, local talent, up to the big team. Like, you already see Noel Elder, uh, the absolute impact he made in the Nisa Independent Cup uh, in July. He just, he, he was only 16 years old and he almost scored that goal that would have just ended that Chattanooga's goalkeeper's career, but... He made a huge impact in every game he played in, and uh, I'm sure we're going to be seeing much more of him in the ADASL because he he was one of the best players on the pitch against a pro club of the professional club of Chattanooga FC. So it's going to be big to see. But um. We're, we're going to have a lot of fun this fall uh, with that uh, ADASL team, and we're going to bring on some guests to the podcast. Um, we're going to see, just going to get some players and all that, and we're going to be, we're going to be um, beginning our weekly uploading, um, not next week, um, this, this is going to be the, uh, ADASL preview show. Uh, next week we're not going to be uploading, but the week after we're going to be uploading, reviewing the uh, ADASL matches and all of that. So, and that we're going to be beginning uploading every Friday. Um, I know this one's going up on a Saturday because I messed up yesterday, but yeah, this one will go up on, or the next one will go up on uh, Friday. Uh, next two Fridays from yesterday so 13 days and yeah it, it's gonna be a fun fall and it's gonna be not just fall but even into next year with npsl and um possibly nisa if we do decide to go down that road uh, i think the nisa nation is going to begin she's going to begin a, a revolution for clubs in small clubs in america it's going to introduce promotion and relegation to the small world and it's going to show the uh sport runners that run the big leagues like usl and mls that promotion relegation works in the united states and we need it we need it bad because soccer needs pro rail football needs pro rail that's it's the world's game. It's not an American sport. It is a world sport. It is the world's game. And I think... I think with the world's game, we are going to... Um, going to make a big impact and show... Because with the... Um, with small clubs, you get a lot more local talent. You get a lot more opportunities given to these small... Given to these kids. Because the, the main problem why the United States just sucks at this sport is because we don't have talent. We don't have a lot of homegrown talent. Um, and the reason for that, it, it, look at Brazil, look at France, look at all these other nations in the world. They, all these kids are playing soccer just in the streets and playing this sport wherever and... They're given much more opportunities, and they don't have to pay 
an arm and a leg to get a tryout. And I think that's why the MLS academies are failing. Because the only uh, talent they're finding is wealthier kids that aren't that good. Whereas if they gave some... Where if they gave other kids chances, they could find that we have a lot more talent than is given, that than is brought up, and I think, I think that's a big start. And if the U.S. can go the route of um, instead of going for money for football, let's go for the sport of football. Let's not play football for money. Let's play for the world's game um and i think that'll open up just a ton of doors like what the revolution's doing um small clubs across america are doing that bringing up talent and if they can show the world that uh small communities less wealthy communities have just this talent for this sport they'll realize that the united states is pretty darn good at this sport and I, th- I think Nice is taking the step that no one else is and no one else will. And I honestly would love to see Nisa take over MLS and USL. And because Nisa has the right mind track. MLS and Don Garber do not. And I don't think there's a more hated person in the entire sport than Don Garber. He's ruining football, not just for America, but the world. And I remember last year he did a press conference. Um, someone asked him if there was go if there was a possibility for a um, MLS and Liga MX merger. He said a-, a lot of words, and not one of them was no. And if the U.S. if the MLS and um, Liga MX from Mexico merge, that will be the death of the sport in the country. It, it, no doubt about it, and we need to just get rid of Don Garver. We need to just get rid of him first. He he just wants money. That's really all he wants. And I think if we can, I think if we can move away from that and find the find the um, officials that want us that want football in the U.S. to succeed, like Nice is doing. I think that. I think Nisa has the best shot because they they're making these moves. They are doing what no what no one else is. So I think that I think with this it will bring uh it will bring a revolution to uh, American soccer. No pun intended. Um. And an- another thing I've been noticing with small clubs is. They've been getting really cool jerseys, and um, I know, I think it's Icarus or Isarus, the one, the eye with the wings. They're, they've been making a lot of good kits for these small clubs, like, um, like I know when I got, um, where I, I lived in Pittsburgh, my hometown club there, Steel FC, they have some really nice jerseys, excuse me. And they are, um, that's Icarus, and I think that with that, it's just fantastic, and is giving these clubs an identity. I think that's really what, what it boils down to. These clubs are getting an identity. These clubs are getting noticed, 
Um, and then clubs like uh, Lansing Common, they were just announced recently. They are um, entirely supporter-funded, and that's big as well. So I think uh, what they're doing at uh, Ecarus, and then uh, SUMA as well with the entire ADASL, um, I think that's a big step, giving these small clubs an identity so that they don't have to wear just plain t-shirts onto the field. They can look like real clubs in these sick jerseys. And, uh, before I go, speaking of jerseys, I just want to give a, um, let you all know that the, uh, sale at, on the Rev store is still going for jerseys for $20. You can get uh, jerseys from all of our previous years and this year's, and, um, the link for that will be in, uh, the podcast on Twitter's description, so definitely go get those, and you can, they're all player, uh, worn too, they were once worn by a player, so that's pretty neat, and, um, they were all worn in a game, of course they're washed, but, um, yeah, and all, from, a lot of our past years, and then this year, we got our new kits there as well. For $20, you cannot beat that. And you can also, while you're there, get a t-shirt, scarf, mask. Just load up on Rev's gear if you haven't already. Just load up. And if you're just a, uh, if you're just a jersey collector from America or it, from all over the world, take this opportunity, get a team from Georgia, get support the Georgia Revolution, because we really need it. We need some support around the world and around the U.S., so just go go there. The link will be in um, the team's description as well as the podcast description on Twitter and also on Instagram for the team. And um, for that, we'll end this episode of Up in Arms. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope you all learned something, and I hope you all are looking forward to this ADASL season. I know I am, and I know the entire team is. So, um, I will see you all next episode. Let's go Revs.